listening to The 30 Podcast. Here's your host, Jazz Kang. What's up, Lakers fans? Recording this after a Game 6, 111-108 loss to the Miami Heat. Uh, good news, Lake Show still up, three games to two. Bad news, they left the, the heat with a pulse. We're going to jump into all that. Uh, before we do, don't forget, subscribe to the Silver Screen and Roll Podcast Network. You can catch us pretty much anywhere you get your fix. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, you name it, we are there. And, of course, check out silverscreenandroll.com. Harrison, Sabrina, and the man who joined me today, Christian, have you covered for everything there throughout the entire playoff run. Christian, what did you think about the game, and how did you feel when you saw Danny Green taking, taking that shot to put the Lakers up at the end? You know, not great, but <laughs> with his, like, history in the playoffs, you hope uh, that it goes in. And, I mean, anytime a shot like that goes up in a close game, uh, you, you kind of just have this irrational faith. Like, Rondo could have been shooting that three, and I, I would have held my hands up until it didn't make it. Um, but, man, what a, what a brutal loss. Yeah. What a brutal way to lose. And I know – people are going to be piling on to Danny Green tonight. And I am trying not to be one of them because it's, you know, it's a shot that better players than him have missed before. Uh, it was a really, really wide open shot. And I think part of the reason Lakers fans are so frustrated with him is because, you, you know, this is the reason he was brought in. This is the guy that LeBron was supposed to be able to kick it out to um, and and have some semblance of, of certainty that it was going to go in. And he just hasn't been that this season. Obviously, wasn't that for them on Friday. And, um, you know, they got the rebound, which is great. Uh, it's just that pass by Markeith Morris was <laughs> yeah, among the was worst passes I've seen in my life. And um, it, and it, as bad as it was, it was kind of symbolic of of the game itself. Is needing more from the other guys and just not getting it. So well, and that, uh, that, you know that that that's been the that's been the constant theme I think throughout not just the playoffs this the season as well. I mean, even I mean, it's, it feels like it was you know a decade ago when we're talking about the beginning of the season last October, but. When Anthony Davis and LeBron James combined for 68 points, right? LeBron was awesome today, 15 to 21, 40 points, 13 boards, seven assists, uh, lights out from the three-point line. He went six for nine. But th this is these are the games. And KCP has been their third best player throughout the playoffs, you know what I mean, right. on a consistent basis. And when we're looking at this team, and, and like you're mentioning, Danny Green, it's when the Lakers lose. And, and here's the thing. I think that was about as good as Miami could play. And they still only won by three. So I, I, I'm still pretty confident the Lakers are, are going to wrap this up in six. And I think that was kind of the the most popular pick coming into the coming into the series. But when I'm watching the, the Lakers play, the issue is when, when if, if it was just KCP, nobody else hit double figures today uh, out of the Lakers that played. They had nine guys on the, in the rotation. Nobody else came. Kuzma had seven. He was brutal, though, shot 30%. Um, when, when you're watching this, how important is it for, for you, you think now looking at this, that the Lakers have to get like a guy like KCP and Kuzma or KCP and Rondo or a mix of, you know, Morris and, and Caruso are getting combining for 20, 25 points, because if they do that, the Lakers aren't going to lose. Yeah. I mean, and, and that was the biggest difference in the, the Lakers and the heat on Fridays. Um, just, just guys rising to the occasion and hitting shots. I know heat fans have been waiting for Duncan Robinson to have that 
big game where he's just dynamite from behind the arc like he's been throughout the season. And, you know, there he was, 26 points on 7 of 13 shooting from the field. Or, sorry, 7 of 13 shooting from 3, 8 of 15 from the field. Yeah. Uh, Kendrick Nunn, who hasn't been very good all series and on nights has been the Lakers' third best player, 14 points on 6 of 11 shooting from the field. Uh, Bam looked good again. He did. It, it's just, you know, Jimmy Butler's obviously been incredible for the last. The, I mean, not even the last. The the whole series, he's been awesome. Uh, had another thirty point triple double. It's uh, yeah. It it, it really is just a, a matter of the Lakers coming back and say, okay, well, you have something for us. We have something for you too. And you know, the something they had for them. In game five was LeBron James, 40 points, 13 rebounds, seven assists, three steals. You can't ask for a better game from LeBron than the one he gave you in game five. Like, no, no, no he was, he was, he was awesome today. I mean, he was, was dialed in and, and yeah. I would just, I thought he was going to hit the last shot. I mean, obviously the heat did a, did a good job of, of defending it, but you know, like, like you're mentioning, I mean, I don't really, like I said, I do think that was as about as good as I've seen Miami play the entire playoffs. I mean, they were just, they were rolling. Uh, they were playing really well. They were up 93-85 at one point, and then their offense kind of got stagnant. And and I was I was keeping an, an eye on the numbers. And okay, at the half, the the Heat were out rebounding the the Lakers. I believe it was 20 to 12 or 20 to 13. Uh, Lakers came back and ended up having the, the edge 41-35. But even looking at the shot chart, like in that fourth quarter, the Lakers missed eight three point attempts, including the the last heave there that they had with with LeBron. But I mean, they went four of six from in the paint because you're, you're you know we're talking about Anthony Davis and 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 you know how the Heat played, and it's like. I think they got to do more to, to get him the ball in the paint. Now we're going to have to see what happens with his, his injury. He did hurt his heel. Uh, again, it looked like he was limping a bit. Again, finish out the game. He still played 42 minutes, but like, I just found that the Lakers, they had the opera, like the opportunities were there to win this game. No. Yeah. I, and that's the thing too, is outside of this game and the results of this game, Anthony Davis's injury didn't just make this game interesting. He makes he makes the series interesting. Yeah. Um, we don't know if he's going to be good to go for game six. If I had a guess, he will be. Uh, because at this stage of the season, you just play through it. I mean, that's part of the reason Bam's on the floor. Um, it's the reason Dragic has been doing everything he can to get back on the floor, even though if this were the regular season, he'd probably be out for a month at yeah. least. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I... I I mean, I wish we were having a different conversation right now because it really was just one shot from yeah. the narrative of this game shifting completely, not even talking about Danny Green's miss. If, if Markeith Morris made that pass into Anthony Davis for a layup or literally anybody else on the floor, but Anthony Davis is obviously who he was going for. We're not even talking about this. We're not talking about the Lakers' role players not stepping up. We're not talking about Danny Green not making three-pointers during the playoffs. We're, we're talking about the Lakers winning a 17 championship behind, behind an all-time LeBron James performance. Um, we, we'd and, be sitting yeah. here saying, what a team, right? Wow, you know, yeah. like oh, Danny Green, KCP, they all played well. Yeah, it's amazing how that one miss kind of shifted, shifted the narrative because I was, I was looking at it. I'm like, I live close to Staples Center, and I'm like, damn, it's going to – you know, I know they tried closing down LA Live, but – I'm like, it's going to be a party and a, and a parade tonight. So I was going to be ready with my mask on and, and go out there and, and go join the festivities. But uh, you're right. I mean, it, it, and again, when you're looking at this in the, in the bigger picture of things, I think the disappointment was there because they were so close to, to winning today. And then on top of that, 
it, again, I, I look at this Miami team. They shot 42, uh, 42.5% basically from, from the three-point line, 14 to 33. They played, and they only went with seven guys. Like, that's all that, that, uh, that Spolstra played today. They just had uh, Iguodala and, and Kendrick Nunn off the bench. That was it. Uh, Kelly Olynyk didn't get off there. Um, you know, Miles Leonard didn't get did any, any run. None of these guys did. But, like, the way Miami played, they just dominated the half court. Right. I, I just felt like they when they were in there and especially throughout the first, I would say maybe three quarters and then maybe the first two or three minutes of the fourth, three or four minutes of the fourth part of me, they were they were really killing it with their movement and, and the Lakers are having trouble guarding them in the half court and uh, on the switches. And it's kind of a weird offense because although they did shoot, you know, 33 today, they shoot a lot of mid range jumpers. And I think that kind of threw threw the Lakers off a little bit. But uh, and when when L.A. was getting out and running, they were they were they were dictating the pace of the game. I, I believe the. Uh, the fast break points was 25 to four for, for, for Los Angeles. So what do you think the key is now, like going forward for next game? Do you, are you worried at all that this is going to go seven or are you pretty confident? So the Lakers are going to wrap this up. So the hard, the hard thing about that question is again, you don't know how mobile Anthony Davis is going to be in game six. And I think part of the reason Jimmy Butler was so successful from that mid range area today. And, and, you know, really from everywhere on the floor is the Lakers don't have a guy on the perimeter that can stay on Jimmy Butler and guard him straight up, which is why they made the adjustment to switch Anthony Davis onto Jimmy Butler in game four. It was a great adjustment. Jimmy Butler is not a hyper explosive athlete. He's not a great three point shooter. So if you can keep him honest in that mid range area and, and contest his shots with, with long arms, um, you know, Dwight Howard tried it for a little bit, wasn't as successful, got into a little bit of a scuffle with, with Jimmy Butler there. Mm-hmm. Um, Anthony Davis is really the only guy that I think can force Jimmy to, to miss those shots or, or pass out of those spots. And if, if, if he can't move his feet well on as well on defense, because he's hobbled, um, you know, that's probably not a matchup you're winning and you have to live with, you know, Kendrick Nunn, um, shooting the ball and, and Jake Crowder, Duncan Robinson, Andre Iguodala, you name it guys that haven't been hitting shots at a particularly high rate throughout the series. Um, you know, you have to, you have to hope that they return to the norm, at least of this series of, of, of just not missing shots. Cause otherwise if you have no answer for Jimmy Butler and you also have no answer for Duncan Robinson or Kendrick Nunn, who again had an like had an uncharacteristically good night. Yeah. Um, it's going to be tough to win. But that being said, uh, if, you, if you're a Lakers fan and you do want to look at the bright side, I, I think it does start with with the performances of the Heat players. I mean, I, I don't anticipate that Kendrick Nunn will have it as easy as he did uh, in Game 5. I, I don't think he's a good player. Um, and And if the Lakers can live with him taking those shots and – daring him to make them again I think that's a, a fairly good game plan turnover turnovers were obviously a big problem it wasn't just the heat uh, playing as well as they have it was also the Lakers looking pretty sloppy and uh, fortunately the heat looked pretty sloppy at points of the game which allowed them to creep back in um, but I uh, the thing I struggle with is this was a game LeBron James kept them in Mm-hmm. A game they really had no business being in in the first half. I I don't know if LeBron can do this again. 
because very few players can. Like, on, at on least Sunday? not in the way they did it. On Sunday? Or you get in the series, you think? No, I, I, mean, I mean, on Sunday. Because okay. it, it's just so hard to, to dominate, dominate a game like that. When you, when you have it going like that, it's hard to replicate that. Um, and, you know, if, if the Lakers had one, even just one more player step up or one less turnover, we're talking about a different game. Yeah. But they didn't, and now they – I mean, they can count on the same performance from LeBron James, uh, but what they really need is, is more from the rest of the team. Yeah, and that's the – I think that's the, that, that's the key. I mean, you look at the bench, the bench stats. The, the guys combined to go 5 for 22 from the field. Rondo was 1 for 7. I, I mentioned Kuzma going 3 for 10. Um, that, that's been the Achilles heel for the Lakers all season in their losses, right? Like, again, LeBron and, and AD combining for 68 – that's a pretty damn good game from your two best players. You include KCP there. Uh, he had 16, so you're at, what, what, 84? So you had basically, you know, one, two, three, four, six guys combined to score 24 points. It's not going to cut it. And then when they're, when they're winning, you're, you're seeing Rondo chip in with eight, nine points. Uh, Caruso might have seven or eight points, or Morris has 10 points. And I think that, that's where it was. And you mentioned, I mean, the sloppiness. I think the sloppiness really started with the, with the, with the bench guys. I mean, you look at the – and again, plus, minus – it's a, it's a stat whether you care or not about. I mean, you look at uh, Kuzma minus 17 for the night, Rondo minus 13 on Friday, uh, LeBron James, Danny Green, uh, basically the entire starting lineup except for KCP who came out even. Everybody else was was a, was a plus player. Sorry, Dwight Howard was was a minus three. But you're looking at that and it's like okay, they once if their bench can just play a decent game, they're they're head and shoulders above the Heat. And 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 when I was watching this one too, I noticed like yeah, Rondo did a good job distributing the ball and he was you know active on the rebounds in, in 18 minutes, but. The problem is they weren't giving you anything in terms of, all right, we need to give LeBron a three-minute spell here. And, um, you know, we need some guys to hit some outside shots if they double AD. They just weren't getting that in, in, in game five. And, again, I, I don't think that's an issue that's not going to be solvable. And like you, like you mentioned, I think we'd be sitting here singing a completely different tune if the Lakers hung on to win 108-107. Yeah. LeBron James played 12 minutes in the fourth quarter. Like, he's 35 years old. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, it, it's easy to be really emotional right now with, with the way the Lakers played. Um, but, I mean, to your point, the, the, he played a really, really good game. And if you, know, if you look at the series as a whole, the production they got from Kendrick Nunn is roughly the production they've gotten from just other guys on the team. Yeah. Um, if you look at the Lakers box score, I think this is a pretty bad night for them, even even given like the shooting struggles they've had and the heroics Anthony Davis and LeBron James have had, have had to go through to get them to the point they are. Um, I think you can chalk this up as a great Heat game and a bad Lakers game. And if you buy into that, like I have, and the game only being separated by a point, I think you go into – Game six, feeling pretty good. But, again, you have that dark covering cloud of the, the Anthony Davis injury. What's going to happen with that? How good is he going to look? And if he's hobbled, is he a positive to the team even with, like, basically playing on one leg? Those are going to be the answers that are going to be crucial for game six i mean that should go without saying your second best player uh, on some nights your best player uh being a, a question mark 
is, you know, that's obvious. But, um, you know, at this stage of the season, they, they only have two games left to show who they are and, and how much they have in the tank. And with how long they've been in the bubble, it, it's just, you know. It, oh, it, they were probably looking at it like, damn, we're out of, the, we're out of there yeah. on Saturday as soon as we can. You know what I mean? Let's wrap this thing up. Um, I want to jump into your point about AD. Let, let's do that after a short break. All right, we are back. Uh, you are mentioning Anthony Davis and his injury. I, I think he looked pretty good. He was limping, uh, and if you didn't, didn't have a chance to watch the game or you missed it, he was noticeable. Again, not, I don't want to say it looked like he was in, like, you know, dire straits and he, he, was, he was just completely gutting it out. But these injuries, what happens is you're fine, your adrenaline's flowing, and then you wake up the next day, and, and it could be a little bit worse. But to answer your question, I, I think even if he's – 60%, you, you, you still play him and you start him and give him, you know, watch his minutes, but you got to get him in there because what he brings in the, in the dimension, just in terms of his size and, and his defensive ability, uh, not only as a rim protector, but out on the perimeter as well, he, he's able to, like, you know, we were talking about he's been guarding Jimmy Butler straight up, you know what I mean? And, and that's, that's damn impressive for a guy of, of Anthony Davis' stature, but I, I think you have to go with him. And, 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 and like you're mentioning, I mean, I, again, and, and you touched on this just before the break as well, that this was a really good Miami game and not a very good Lakers game. That's why I'm still confident going, going into game six, because I'm looking at this and I go, okay, uh, yeah, sure. You're probably not going to get a 40 point performance from LeBron, although certainly has the capability of doing it. You've shown that time and time before, but I don't think you're going to see the bench play as, as bad as it did. And, and, and I think that if, if you just get a decent, and it's kind of weird because they did have the extra day off. So I thought guys would be a little bit more fresh coming into this one, but, um, you know, I don't think I don't think Rondo and Kuzma are going to combine to go four for seventeen again on 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 Sunday. So, uh, you know, it, it's 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 frustrating. But I, the Lakers to me, and I said this last week on on the podcast, the Lakers to me are just head and shoulders better than Miami. If 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 the Heat, you know, can push us to a game seven, I, I think that's even just for them a moral victory. But I, I think the Lakers are okay. They're probably going to go back, make some adjustments, watch the film, and 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 look at things a little bit differently. But uh, you know, when, when it comes to back to AD, do you think there's a chance that it could be a little bit more serious than than what we saw tonight? His injury? No, I mean, if if it's the same bone bruise that he reaggravated, those things hurt. Um, I'm sure it won't be pleasant for him to play on. He'll get the treatment he needs in the next day, and. Um, He'll try to power through it. I mean, a lot of the times, adrenaline carries you through those injuries. It seemed like it carried him through for the first part of the fourth quarter. But, um, you know, it, it can only can only carry you so far. So, um, I mean, I'm hoping he's not going to play game six in the same condition that he was in. I hope he looks a little better. Um, not only for, like, from from the standpoint of a fan that wants to see the Lakers win a championship. Um, but for, for somebody that is also thinking long-term about his career and his career with the Lakers, um, it would obviously be, be great for the Lakers to close it out in game six and not have to go through the emotional roller coaster that is a game seven, but, um, you also have to think about Anthony Davis and, and his health. So I'm hoping for the best for Anthony Davis. Um, if they think it's the best decision to sit him out in game six, that would obviously suck, but you got to do what you got to do. I'm hopeful that he'll play. I don't know how much he'll help. Yeah, uh, I, I think he helps just having him out there. And just in terms of having his, his, um, his presence, in terms of he's on the, you know, he's in the middle of the key. Uh, they, 
And uh, yeah, I, that, let's go back to this because I, I do want to talk about the Markeith Morris pass. What the hell was he thinking on that? You know, you know what I mean? I mean, I, I, AD had him. If you just want to throw, put a little bit more touch on that, that's a layup. And then the Lakers, like you said, we're sitting here talking about the Lakers being, being champions. But um, when, when you look at, at, at what Morris has bought, have you been happy with, with his addition so far? Or, or do you think that, that Frank should maybe look uh, – Frank Vogel, I'm talking – why am I talking about him like I know him in the first name? But, um, <laughs> but do you think that Vogel uh, – uh, do you think Vogel should maybe limit his minutes a little bit? Because I haven't liked what I've seen from him in the last couple of games. Yeah, the, this was definitely not a Markeith Morris game. Um, particularly on the defensive end, I had my reservations about him on that end before he even signed with the Lakers, when it was announced that he signed with the Lakers. His three-point shooting has been great, but, I mean, Eric Spolscher is a great coach, and he kind of limited his looks in Game 5 and dared other guys to shoot. Kyle Kuzma, I think, was a bigger letdown to me in Game 5 because it seemed like the – the shots he made last game, I, I, at least to me, the hope was this is the start of something. This is this is him having the confidence to make threes and, and feeling it, and those shots just didn't go down. Um, had a, a few really bad closeouts on Duncan Robinson. Um, I, I, I'm aware that he has taken it upon himself and – for the most part, Frank Vogel has granted him that leeway of, of guarding shooters and the team's third or, fourth, third or fourth best scorer. I admire that about Kyle Kuzma. When it's not working, it's not working. And 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 he's detrimental to the team uh, when it's not working. The bad thing about it is who else do the Lakers have to throw on guys like Duncan Robinson? if not Alex Caruso, who I thought did a fantastic job on Kendrick Nunn, has done a fantastic job on Tyler Hero all series. Um, but outside of Alex Caruso and Danny Green and in spurts, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, um, you're asking the Lakers to go small against a Heat team that plays really aggressive and big. Um, so I don't know. I I – honestly Joss right now I I feel like just throwing my hands up in the air because I I I genuinely don't know how to feel right now Uh, but talking talking through this has helped Uh, I am more optimistic about game six than I was at the start of this podcast but with where I started uh, I'm more towards the center than I am to uh, the, the bright side yeah, well, I mean, look, I, I like I said, I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this, and and I, you know, I said this last week. I, I go, the Lakers are just a better team. Um, that's it. And I, I again, if 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 Jimmy Butler goes off for 40 in, in Game Six, and and uh, you know, uh, Bam Adebayo has a good game, and then they get some you know points from Duncan Robinson and Hero. Okay, yeah, you know what? They could they could force it to seven. But again, I, I mean, it would be a catastrophe if the Lakers somehow lost this series. I just don't see it happening. Uh, LeBron and AD were great tonight. They just need some some contributions from 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 the other guys. And, I, and like I said, KCP has been awesome this entire series. He's been pretty damn good, uh, inconsistent as is what what we know. You know, <laughs> following the Lakers all these years, he's an inconsistent player. Um, but he's been doing his job. And and I just think that if they can get a little bit more out of out of two or two or three out of the bench guys can combine to maybe put in 20, 25 points. Um, I think the Lakers are, are, are going to be fine. So I, I think that people who are hitting the panic button and, and getting scared right now, I just don't think there's a reason to do it. 
Yeah, I mean, we saw close out LeBron. He only has, I think, two more games of this, if that. And if if game six is all he has left, um, the Lakers better step up because yeah. close out LeBron isn't something that they should take for granted. I don't think they did, uh, but they certainly played like they knew that LeBron was going to carry them to the finish line. And he came awfully close, inches away. And uh, it just it just didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, and 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 like you said, I mean, I, he played. He was just awesome today. Like watching LeBron James say, "I'm just like wow." Like, and I don't want to get caught up in the MJ LeBron debate because it's stupid and it's just a completely different game and it's a different era and different teams and different opposition, all that kind of stuff. So, but watching that game, watching Game Five, I just felt a sense of like appreciation for LeBron. Like, wow, this guy is awesome. You know what I mean? And, and, and the funny part is it actually looks like he's not trying out there. We don't, I know he is. He's, he's trying his ass off, but it's just so easy for him. And I expect him to come back again next game. I, I think he'll, he'll put up, you know, close to 30, if not more than 30, um, and, 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 and control the pace of the game. But overall, I, I just think right now the, the, key, for, the key for this team uh, is going to be making sure that they get the bench guys rolling. And, and, and you know, Danny Green – three for eight, just below 50%. But again, that, that's a shot you wanted to make. And then if, if they just get a decent game on the offensive end out of Kuzma, uh, Rondo, Morris, some combination of two or three of those guys, I, I think the Lakers wrap it up. So we'll wrap up. We'll, we'll finish up the podcast on this. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here. What's your prediction for game six? Uh, I think the Lakers probably win because uh, I don't think they want to go to a game seven. I know Lakers fans feel the same way. Uh, there, the the best thing about this series, just from the perspective of a basketball fan, is seeing the adjustments Frank Vogel and Eric Spolstra have made throughout this series, just picking each other apart. Rondo's another guy who, from game to game, uh, can adjust to whatever the defense is throwing at him because of how much film he watches. You know, Frank Vogel has said uh, several times this season that. Rondo might actually watch more film than them. And it's not because they don't watch film. It's just because Rondo watches so much. They have the guys that have been there before that know what it takes, that know after a crushing loss like that, that you just flush it and, and you know, go back out there and try to give it, give it again. The Heat have shown that they're resilient and, and won't give up, but they do not have that in their locker room outside of, you know, Spolstra, Igudala, and and Haslam. I um, I don't know if there if there's one thing to feel confident about from the Lakers game to game outside of LeBron James, it is that chemistry, it is that experience, mm-hmm. and I think that's carried them a long way. Add that to the fact that it takes a whole bunch, uh, it 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 takes a lot of energy to come back from a three-one deficit, and this is going to be the first team to push the Lakers to a six game series in, in this postseason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you just got to hope that the Lakers and heat have as much left in the tank and that game six is, is, is the last game. Yeah. That's where you got to look at it. And, and uh, I, I'm with you. I, I think that they, you don't want to go to game seven because again, it's that's that at that point, you're like, Oh shoot. You know, anything that anything can go wrong, might yeah. go wrong. You know what I mean? Uh, Anthony Davis turns an ankle, uh, you know, the, the heat shoot 50% from the three point line on, on 43s. And it, it, you know, it's hard to win games like that. So I'm, I'm with you. I think they got to approach this. Like, this is it. We're going to, this is our game seven. We're going to wrap this up here. 
Um, I, Anthony Davis, by the way, I saw a quote on Twitter said he'll be he'll be fine on Sunday. Not a surprise there. I don't think what else is he, what else is he going to say at this point. But I'll, I'll take the Lakers. I think the Lakers win. Uh, and I'm actually going to guess it's a seven point victory for the Lakers in, in, in game six. So you might not have been able to celebrate the champion. Again, it would have been better if you could champion, celebrate the championship on a Friday, but we're in the middle of a pandemic. So who really cares what, what day it is at this point? <laughs> not like you're going to go out there and celebrate anyways, because there's nothing to do, but um, I'll, I'll take the Lakers. I, I think they wrap it up on Sunday. I, I hope you're right. Uh, we will we, we will see. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode. Don't forget, like I mentioned off the top, subscribe to our podcast network, uh, the Silver Screen and Roll Podcast Network. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Google Podcasts, you name it. We are there. And, of course, check out silverscreenandroll.com. Uh, Christian Rivas is on with me today, as well as Sabrina and, and Harrison got you covered all throughout the playoffs. That does it for this one. Don't hang your heads too low, Lakers Nation. You'll be back at it on Sunday and hopefully celebrating the 17th championship in franchise history. That does it for this episode. We'll talk to you all next week. Thank you.